Come on, you can do better than that. I said give God some praise. If you believe we serve an awesome God, you need to think back about what he has done. What he has done. Hey, thank you, God. Hallelujah. I know he ain't just blessed me. He blessed you too. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And he is worthy of your praise. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. What an awesome God. Yes, Lord. What an awesome God. All right, all right. Amen. Need you to grab your Bibles real fast. Amen. We're just going to turn to Genesis. And we're going to have, give you a couple of more scriptures, but let's just get started. What that says, the Lord. Chapter 1. That shouldn't be hard to find. Amen. First book, chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 26 down to uh, 28. I don't have my glasses, so y'all uh, see me stumbled and, you know, that's from writing too much. That's all it is, just from writing too much. All right, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. If you have a, a different version, it might read slightly different. Amen. Verses 26 through 28. Just read along with me in silence so we don't stumble over each other. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. The image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen, amen. I want to talk to you today, amen, uh, about have my fruit. I want my fruit and eat it too. I want my fruit and eat it too. Bow your heads with me as we petition the throne of grace. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy, Lord. I, I thank you for the privilege and honor of Father God of standing before your people, Father God. But yet, Lord, I ask you to allow me to step back as you step forward, that you will present your word to your people, Father God. Let them feel you. Let them hear you, Father God, as you remove the veil from their eyes, that they may receive and just do what you have asked them to do. God, we ask you this thing as all things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, give God another praise as you take your hand. Amen. Amen. And can you help celebrate with me? Amen. Um, Sister Kiana looked very comfortable up here. Very comfortable. Amen. Amen. God bless Brother Dwayne and Candace. I, I can see that you're doing uh, awesome work. Um, with her. Um, that's the second one of the family that did inspiration. Awesome job by both of them. So thank you, Kiana, for that. 
that message. And what about divine integrity? Amen. And we got the founder of divine integrity here, so she should be real proud right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God is an awesome, awesome God. Um, as my wife said this week, we had the privilege of um, getting some little R&R. &R. Um, and then one of the days, thank you, lady, that she gave me uh, a day to myself that I can write. Um, and uh, looked on the website, the, the first book, The Eve Effect, is doing, starting to pick up sales. So, I, amen, amen. God is good. Amen. So kind of got a, amen, got a little rejuvenation there. Um, so, I don't know if because she was with me away or that or whatever, but um, definitely inspired. Um, so, as I was writing the, the Adam Syndrome, um, you know, I, 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 I sat at the, the, the table. It was raining, so it was perfect. So I had my water that I was looking for. Um, and I um, had a beautiful view of the garden uh, right next to me at the window. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just writing. I'm just typing. And, and I'm typing, and I just hear a voice says, no. And... Obviously, I stopped because when I'm thinking the voices know means stop typing. So I just stopped and I held my hand. Now, I know some of you probably looking at me like, yeah, whatever, Pastor. But I'll, if you know me, didn't hear anything else. So I started typing again and I heard the voice again, no. So I start deleting. <laughs> Trying to figure out, start deleting. And as I start deleting, uh, nothing happened. So I start typing, nothing happened. Start typing, nothing happened. Start typing again, and I got to the same point, and I hear no. So I was like, okay, you're telling me not to type this, or my interpretation is wrong. So I kind of put everything down and start grabbing all my books and, and the, the, the housekeeper looking at me because I got this big old briefcase and all these books. And I'm start looking to make sure that what I'm putting in this book is correct. And God always give you crazy inspiration. And, and, and the Holy Spirit is the best teacher. And he's showing me things, and, and this, is, this is what he does. He, he's showing me things that just kind of like blew my mind. And you think that you understand things. You, you know, you, you, most of us in here have read the Bible, read the Bible, but he always gives you new information. Or he'll show you where your first information was incorrect, whatever. Now, I don't have time to share all that with you. I would love to. But you know what I'm going to say, right? Buy the book. But don't just buy it. Read it. Probably 100% have bought it on a 10% read. You, got, you have to be a reader, folks. Okay, seriously, you, you have to read. Because coming to church is wonderful. It, it, it really is. And, and with great musicians, amen, Mr. Maestro here, good to see you, brother. Um, it's, it's, it, it, it can inspire you, but... It only inspire you for a moment. You know, 
you, you have to download that thing. Well, I'm going to share one part with you. And, you know, as, as I'm going through this, and, and, and he, he stopped me as be fruitful and multiply and replenish. Now, if you have King James or another version, you're going to see the word replenish. If you have New King James or another version, you might see the word fill, the earth. Okay. So I, 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 I stopped right on this. It was, a, it was a, a little bit more that, he, that I, I won't go into. Trust me, we'll be here all day. But I'm going to stop here because I, I, I felt like it was not just a stop for information, but it was a stop for me. Nobody understand. It, has anybody ever just going through something or dealing with something or feeling something, and you just okay? I'm going to study the Bible, and you pick it up and you just start reading that first thing that that you, that you did. Okay. Um, well, I I got to this particular point, you know, with me, and, and I believe that the guidance was there. Just, and I want to share a few things with you because I want you to please get it because if you don't get it, then it. It, it, you're coming to church and you're wasting a couple of hours. Every time you come to church, you should download, just like the message earlier. People worry, people stress, people have anxiety. If you listen to what happened and if you apply it, it'll relieve the stress. It'll relieve the worry. It'll relieve the anxiety. That's the purpose. It's like going to the doctor. The doctor tells you to take two aspirins. You take those aspirins or whatever pills they give you and you should feel better. We so much try to follow what the doctor's instructions are, but God is the best doctor. He's the best doctor. He's the best lawyer. He's the best banker. He's the best credit union. He's the best financial management manager. But for some reason, we don't listen to him as we listen to other people. I know I'm not talking to myself. If somebody you know that has money and they tell you to invest in it, but then God tells you no, what would you do? Because we love to trust people, especially when they seem like they know what they're talking about or have something, instead of trusting God. I listened to a preacher once when I, well, I, I went away, and um, this is, you know, back in the day, and I think I was just a minister. And I didn't know what Enron was, you know. And he was talking, and he said, you know, out of Enron, he said, I made so much money. And I'm like, well, we are, most people know what Enron is and so money. He said, because I had money invested in Enron. He said, I came to church. I heard the preacher preach. And out of his message, I heard, now he never mentioned nothing about investments. He never mentioned nothing about Iran. He said, out of his message, I heard, sell all your stock. So he said, I pulled out my cell phone and I just sold all my stock. And I went to the preacher and I told the preacher, I said, um, thank you. He said, but he said, I, I'm, a, I'm a little nervous because the stock is doing so well. And the preacher was saying, what are you talking about? He said, well, in your message, you said A, B, and C, and I, and I believe God was telling me to sell all my stock. And the preacher was like, well, sir, I didn't tell you to do that because, you know, nowadays people want to. He said, I didn't tell. He said, no, no. He said, but I, I believe that's So, no, the stock is doing well. He said, about four months later, the whole thing collapsed. And because it was doing so well, he got top dollar for it. 
But he said if he, when he did it, his, his financial management called him and said, what are you doing? He said, no, 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 because he, he did it in church through his cell phone. After speaking to the preacher, he left home, his financial manager called him and said, what are you doing? I, I see that you, stole, you sold your stock. He said, no, I'm just, I'm just trusting God and being led by God. And this is true. I mean, I've listened to the preacher um, tell the story. But how many of us would actually listen to God, especially when man, everything looks on man's side that is going beautiful? Can you believe the unbelievable? Well, today I want you to get a better understanding of the unbelievable. But I want to explain it to you first. So I hope you got your pens and your paper. Genesis chapter 1 is about creation. Okay? Don't let no commentary or anything. Come see me on Wednesday night or join Nexus and I'll explain it to you. It's about creation. The second chapter of Genesis is about manifestation. It is not a repeat. Moses wasn't stupid. Neither was God. Okay? Manifestation and creation is two different things. Manifestation is things come from something. Creation, things come from the spoken word. Understand. Genesis chapter 1 is a creation. came from the spoken word of God. But I want you to pay attention in the first Genesis 1 and 1. Genesis 1 and 1 said, in the beginning, which indicates that God was existing before there was a beginning. So if you get a commentary or you get something else that tells you at the beginning, then that would mean that God was included in the beginning, which cannot separate God from the beginning. So the proper uh, interpretation or, or translation would be in the beginning. He said God created the heavens and the earth. Okay. Now, if you read from verses 1 all the way down to verse 5, God puts everything that's needed in the heavens and the earth. Okay? Well, I'm sorry. To the fifth day, not the chapter, verse 5. From day 1 to day 5, everything is there. From day 1 to day 5. And it's spoken. Wasn't created from nothing or manifested from nothing, but created by God. Spoken. When he get to the sixth day, it's when God said, just like he was speaking to other beings like himself, he says, let us make man. The word make is what's the first thing that I typed. So I, I, look, I did a word study on it. And the word study came up to Asa. Hebrew word. What it means, it means to do, to execute, or prepare. I'm going to say it again. You see make. Now, I told you, everything from day one to day five was created by the spoken word of God. When you get to day six and God spoke to something or someone that was just like him because he said, let us make man. And that word make is asa. 
to do, to prepare, or to execute. In my image, in our image, and in our likeness. To do, to execute, to prepare. Now again, I don't have time to go all into it, but let me just explain it to you. You see, man was made in the image and likeness of God. Why? I'm going to tell you. It's because the heaven and earth that he created from day one to day five was made or created in the image and likeness of the kingdom of God. Let me say this again. What he created in day one to day five was the heavens and the earth. But the heavens and the earth was created in the image and likeness of the kingdom of God. And it was called by Christ the kingdom of heaven. So the kingdom of heaven is an image and likeness of the kingdom of God. I want you to get this. So when he created a colony, because it's supposed to represent the kingdom of God, he needed gods in the colony to behave like God in heaven. So how he do things in the kingdom of God, he said, I want it done in the kingdom of heaven. So the only way to be able to do anything in the kingdom of heaven, like the kingdom of God, you need gods in the kingdom of heaven. So he said, let me make me. And he said, let, let, let it be fruitful. Notice after he created man or made man, he, the scripture says he prepared, he executed, which means he says, I want you to do what I do in the manner in which I do it. I want you to do what I do in the manner in which I do it. That makes so much sense. Because when we failed, it's easy when God said, no, 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 no. Your faults are not my faults. You're not doing it the way I want it to be done. Because if you don't do it the way I want it to be done in the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven will not reflect the kingdom of God. Because you don't reflect me. So then... He spoke to them, his creation, male and female. He says, the scripture said, he said to them, bless, that's speaking. He spoke, bless them. Then he said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish. Notice, be fruitful and conjunction, multiply. And conjunction, replenish. I looked up fruitful. It's carbos, Hebrew word for increase. Now, ironically enough, I looked up multiply. It's coming from the same root word with a different meaning, but it also means 
increase. So I stepped back, and I had to go get the, the big Hebrew Bible. Gives you a little bit more definitions. And the first one for carbos was produce. Which you can get increase from it. That's why the small Hebrew Bible said increase. But the big one says it means produce. And to be fruitful. So anybody know if, if you take any of my minister's classes, you always have to do a word search. You do a word search because you got to understand the author and how he's using it. That's like for some of us who are poets, you can always tell who wrote the poem because everybody kind of keep their same style. We know Moses wrote this. So I did a little word study. Now, I, I, I don't want to waste your time in going through all the word study, okay? But I will get to one particular part when it came to Joseph, and Joseph just had um, Manasseh and Ephraim. And he said, God has made me fruitful in the land of my bondage. Now, not, we're not talking about the Israel just yet. We're talking about Joseph because Joseph was sent and sold into servitude before all that took place. But notice what Joseph said. He said, God had made him fruitful in the land of his bondage. He only had two kids. So for most of you, who think that be fruitful and multiply and replenish had to do with making babies and filling the earth up. It does not. What God said, I want you to do in the kingdom of heaven, what I did in the kingdom of God, I want you to produce. Well, what do you produce? Produce. I want you to produce produce. I made you in secret, and I put something special inside of you. I want you to go and produce what I put inside of you. If you study it, he said, everything was within itself. Everything he put in the sea, he put in the ground, was in itself. When he made the body, he brought the body up from the ground. The only thing, everything else God put in the ground, and it was within itself, which means it Increase within itself. When he brought God, man up from the ground, he put inside of man produce. To do what? Produce. And within itself, it multiplies. Pastor, what do you, what do you mean? Now, I know you're going to look at me. I know. Because you know I'm not a, uh, uh, what's those? Money television evangelists. So all they talk about is money. But God wanted me specifically to tell you, <laughs> it's not the gift that's in you. It's the work that's in you. But it's not any kind of work. It's his work. That's why she said, come to me. Who are overworked. You have been slaves. And master has pimped your gift. Just bear with me. I want you to just bear with me. 
when you get to Psalms 19, he, he tells you, he said, I made you in secret. And he put certain things on the inside of you. He put the ability to produce, but he also put a produce inside of you to produce. This is hard. This is hard. I'm going to tell you why. Because the produce cannot grow unless it is tilled. Remember, when you get to chapter 2, they said nothing that God had created was on the earth because there was no man to till the ground. Remember, for those who come to Great Day Bible study, the Old Testament is a what? Of the New Testament, right? Okay, you know that. The Old Testament is a foreshadow of the New Testament. Watch this. God said the kingdom of heaven, okay, represents the kingdom of God. In other words, the kingdom of God is a foreshadow of the kingdom of heaven. What's supposed to be in the kingdom of heaven already exists in the kingdom of God, which makes so much sense because Jesus said, when you pray, I need you to speak this. He said, our Father, which art in heaven, holy is your name. Thou kingdom will come. Thou will be done on earth just like it. He's telling you the only way it's going to happen, you got to speak it. You have to be like my father. You have to be like your father. I'm going to show you something. Jesus, we read the gospel, but we don't talk about what he's talked about. 90% of what he talked about was kingdom. 51 times in mentioning the kingdom, he used the word fruit. 51 times. And most of us don't even know what he meant when he kept using fruit. He's, what he's doing, he's sending you back to your purpose. When God spoke to you, he spoke purpose in you. He's giving you a charge. And the charge was, I bless you. And I want you to be fruitful and multiply and replenish. So when everybody looking around, what's my purpose? Your purpose is to be fruitful and to multiply and to replenish. That doesn't mean making babies. That means to be fruitful and to multiply and to replenish. What do fruitful means? To produce. And whatever you produce, I want you to increase it. Okay. I don't know what to produce. No, you don't. You don't know what to, because you don't know that. I can speak it. I can teach it. But if you don't know it, it's like my wife bought me some flowers. And I'm supposed to till the flower. I'm not a flower man. I'm looking at Calvin Phrase, Calvin. Krispy Kreme donuts, I don't need them, but I take them. Some peanut chews. You know. I mean, you want to give me something, give me something that's going to make me smile. The crazy thing is, the vase you gave it to me had a big smiling face on it. It's almost like, I know this is not going to make you smile, so I brought the smile with me. So I sat it on my, in my office. I came back three days later, 
It had died. I just looked at it and just left it there. It was a beautiful decoration for a couple of days. I come back a week later, it had shedded in all over my carpet. I shook my head like, watch it. And then finally my wife comes into the office. She go, <gasps> and I'm like, I guess it was too hot in here. She said, you didn't do nothing to it. It withered away. If I wanted to keep it looking beautiful like she gave me, I was supposed to till it. Now, my sister has a green thumb. Her late sister has a green thumb. And both those sisters, um, including Takia, who, who's here today, uh, took horticulture. No science, no, but every science and people who love plants agree. Part of tilling is not just good light, definitely a lot of water, but you're supposed to speak to the plant. They said talking to the plant makes the plant blossom and look more healthy. She got a black thumb. She kills everything. But, but, soon as her sister passed, God bless Sister Sheila, she took a little bitty plant and put it on the table. She goes in there, I'll be like, who are you talking to? I'm talking to Sheila. She named the, the plant after her belated sister. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll leave her alone because she was grieving. But every day she go and she talk to this plant. Folks, this plant is about this high now, and she got a pot the size of that, and the plant is just growing. And I'm like, you didn't kill it yet. She's like, no, you know, because she loved it. She loved the plant like she loved her sister. So she tills it. She waters it. She talks to it. I'm going to come back to that. I want you to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13. I want to show you something. This is a parable. Jesus told this parable, but I think most people didn't quite understand it. I won't waste my time and read the beginning of chapter 13, which is when he's telling the parable. But I will read verse 1, 2, and 3. It says, on the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, a great multitude was gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and sat, and a whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them. A parable saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. Listen to me. Behold, a sower went out to sow. Whenever you study Jesus' gospel, he always spoke the kingdom of heaven. And he always spoke to you in a parable. Why? Let me explain it to you. How do you explain something to someone who have no idea what it is? Or explain something to someone who have no idea what it looks like? Or to explain something to someone who have no idea how something that they never seen, never saw, never examined works? So he gave them stories, 
related to what they know. It's the same way as for those in prophecy class, how God speaks to us in visions and dreams. It's like hieroglyphic. He shows you pictures. It's not when, when, when John saw a gray horse coming down and the man was on a bow. Do not expect when the day of tribulation comes that there will be a man on a gray horse. But he had to respond to John so that John can understand what it is. Picture speaking, worth a thousand words. So he's speaking to them in this parable because he's trying to explain to them the kingdom of heaven because they never saw it. The reason why they never saw it is because you were supposed to be the king of the new kingdom. Then you sold it. You sold it for dirt cheap because you didn't know the value of it. Because you was hooked on sin. And according to Jewish law, y'all got to please hear me. The only way that something that's very valuable gets sold when a person is, listen to it, read it in Deuteronomy. Underprivileged, they need a redeemer. And some of you scream and holler, Jesus is my redeemer, but you don't even know what it means. I tell people who took, to, who took Nexus class, uh, uh, the life of Christ, the most important aspect of Jesus Christ was his humanity, not the fact that he was the son of God. Because it is his humanity that restored you. He is our redeemer, a redeemer who is worthy enough to purchase back what you lost or was stolen from you from a dirt cheap price. He can get it back by paying a certain wage. Because you was hooked on sin, it was sold to you based on that. So Jesus had to come back and buy it back through sin. But the wages of sin is what? And what did he must do to pay for it? My God, y'all good. So when he came back, he lived the 33 years to teach you how to get in line so that you can redeem what you lost. That's why most of us live beneath our privileges. Because we don't know, A, what the line is for. He started telling this parable, but they didn't get it. They were, they were more interested in, why are you always telling parables? Let's move down a little bit. And I want you to start at verse 9. Listen to what Jesus says after he tells the parable of the sower. He said, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Do you know what that means? That means everybody ain't going to get it. Just like this service, just like this sermon, and when I leave, you know, the pastor, he preached a good message. You still didn't get it. Go home, listen to it again on Facebook or whatever, and hope that you get it, because your future depends on it. You have worked hard to buy a house, but God is going to show you how to buy a home. You have worked and worked and worked, and you keep complaining that, oh, my God, the price of food, the price of medicine is so high. But God is going to show you that's their price, not mine. 
You belong to a whole totally different kingdom. I remember some, we had a bunch of members who was, uh, live, they was in the military and they come to the church. They wanted to bless us with some pastor pounds. That's food, y'all. So we said, like, well, God bless you. They said, well, we don't know what you want. So can we come pick you up? I said, yeah. They can't pick us up. And I'm a shot, right? At that time, it was Pathmark. Pathmark right around the corner. I said, no, no, we're going to take you on base. Take you on base, yeah. The commissary price is much cheaper than Pathmark price. The kingdom price is much cheaper than the world's price. If you're a child of the kingdom, don't worry about gas. His gas is a whole lot cheaper than their gas. But if you're working and stressing and having anxiety on everything, God said, then we'll go ahead. Go right ahead. But I told you I will supply all your needs. But if you want to do it, go, go right ahead and do it. You, you got to make your mind up which line you're going to get in. Right after this, he goes, verse 8, he's, um, I mean, verse 10, he says, And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? Notice this. I want you to pay attention to it. The disciples came to them and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? I'm going to repeat that. They said, Why do you speak to them in parables. He's speaking to you too. But they said them because y'all know how it is. Like you in class and the teacher is talking, you going, you whisper to your friend who sit next to you, I'm so lost. They go, yeah, me too. But nobody would raise their hand and go, excuse me, I, I, I'm lost. Why? Because you're embarrassed. Then when you get a C or a D, you go, what happened? I mean, you're in college and you're paying $2,000. You have the for one class, you have the right to interrupt that class every minute that you don't understand. Excuse me, still don't get it. Yep, still don't get it. Now, now she might or he might tell you, see me after class. That's fine. 101 is great for me. But I'm not going to study for a test that I don't know what the test is all about. You already know when you walked out. Come on, y'all who've been there. You know when you walked out of that class, I'm not passing this test. You didn't even start studying. You know I'm not lying. So don't you sit here today and go, no, God wants you to get this. They're saying, oh, why you speak to them in parables? Look what Jesus says. Look, look what Jesus says. He said, uh, he said, he answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them... It has not been given. Now, I know what most of you are thinking. So he speaks to them in parables because they're not supposed to know the mystery. Listen to me. The parable was not the mystery. The kingdom of heaven is the mystery. The parable is to explain how the kingdom of heaven works. Go home. Study the gospel. Every time he told a parable, it was because he always says, the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like a man. The kingdom, he's trying to get you who have no idea how the kingdom works, works. So when he's telling them, it's not for them to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Why? Because even if they know the mysteries, it would not manifest. Why? Because you must be born again. 
That's why when Nicodemus came, he said, well, I don't get it. He said, don't worry about it. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. You were never going to get it, Nick, even if I tell you, watch this. In other words, if I have European money right here and I go to the gas station and hand him a European hundred, he's going to go, this is not valid here. This ain't yours. What used, what is, and maybe will not be most of the time, watch this. But you can go to Europe and use a dollar. But you can't come to America and use a yen. America is the kingdom of the world. And their currency is accepted all over the world. In fact, other currency is based off of the kingdom currency. God has said, if you are a child of the kingdom, you pay in my currency. And my currency is worth a whole lot more than the world currency. So at $5 for a gallon of gasoline with my currency, I'm going to run you about a dollar and 25 cents. Y'all, please, y'all got to get this. He's telling them, he said, listen, there's no need to explain to them how the kingdom works. Watch this. Listen to the last part again. He said, but to them, it has not been given. He's not talking about the parable. He's talking about the kingdom. The kingdom was given to you, and you need to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. So I'm telling you in parables so that you understand the mysteries of the kingdom because the kingdom has not been given to them. It's been given to you. Watch this. I'm going to drop down to verse 18. And he's going to explain to them the parable because he knew they didn't know. They're asking him, why are you talking to them in parables? But Jesus is going to explain to them the parable. And I'm going to even explain it even more to you. So, verse 18. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. Watch this. He said, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, woohoo! Those who don't understand it, y'all should be paying attention right now. Because this applies to you. He says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. What does that mean? That means when the word was spoken, you didn't quite understand it, but it sounds good. So somebody kind of told you what it was, but then somebody else came behind them and said, no, I don't mean that. Church don't mean that. You don't need to, you don't need to do this. There's no such thing as God. The word of God is this and that. Because remember now, if he didn't understand it anyway, it's like, you know, I remember I was messing with my boys when they was younger. And we had, we was, I, was, I was supposed to teach them how to play spades, but they seemed uninterested. I said, okay, let's play blackjack. So I was playing blackjack, and I said, well, you got to get you know, 21. So they doing that, and they're counting. And then uh, um, Deshaun had a king and an ace. 
He said, what does the A stand for? I said, that's one. It, it is one, but it's also 11. I just didn't tell him that part. I said, so you only got 11, you got to keep getting hit. So he said, well, hit me again. And he kept asking for a hit until he got, then I got a hit. I got 22. He got 25. I said, well, I win. I got closer to 21. This is what the world do to you. Why? Because you're ignorant. You don't understand. I mean, when you look at the stock exchange, what does it look like to you? Calculus. I'm just telling you the truth. And somebody give you a book, like I gave you, you won't even read it. Tell the truth. How many of y'all read it or finished it? Not, put your hands down for you embarrassing me. You know it's the truth. God give you answers right here, but you won't read it. And you'll go to someone who's very eloquent and articulate, but telling you a bunch of crap and lies. But because it sounded good for your tinkling ears, you accept it. And when you apply it, it didn't work. The truth works no matter where it is. Two plus two on Mars is still four. Do you understand? Listen to what he said. He said, for those in all it took, somebody just came along, told them something different. They lost interest in the word. I was that person. Okay, watch this. Here we go. He said, uh, this is he who received the seed by the wayside. You know, they just coming. You know, I'm just, I just came to church. What time pastor going to be done? The game is on, March Madness. But, verse 20, but he who received the good, the seed, on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Huh. Hear this? This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. That, that's that's y'all emotional folks. You know, I preach a good word. The musicians hit the key, bing, y'all run around the church and still don't have nothing. Let me, let me say something to y'all. God hate broke saints. Oh, yeah, he sound like a television evangelist. Why do God hate broke saints? Because it reflects him. When my son walks out the door, he's rushing. He, 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 he's rushing out the door, and his pants is wrinkled. He got mismatched socks on until I realized that, I guess that's what y'all do this generation. The shirt is all wrinkled, and it looked like he ain't barely washed his face. And I go, what are you doing? Oh, what? He don't even see it. I'm like, go iron your clothes or put something else on. It, his... When people see him, it reflects me. So I can go buy him the nicest jeans and the nicest sneakers, but you got to keep the sneakers clean. And you got to at least iron your pants. Oh, y'all still don't get them. I know, I know. I'm putting somebody to sleep in here, oh, you know. That's why God say, even though sometimes you don't deserve certain things, but you did confess me, I bless you anyway for my name's sake. That's what he told you. Even though you don't deserve it, but you're making me look bad. That's why on my back of my car, you see no bumper sticker. And you definitely don't see a clergy tag. Because as soon as I get road rage, I know I'm going to make God look bad. So I don't want nobody to know I'm a pastor. Truth. 
He said this particular person who get the word, the word of God, on stony. Remember, we're talking about in the garden. We're talking about a soil. We're talking about the sower of the soil. He says they received it on stony ground, and they get joy. That means it, they received it, they have it, they get excited, but then they leave. And y'all know, have y'all ever wonder why the Pentecostal churches don't look nothing like some of the Baptist churches? That's the verse. I'm just going to be real with you. How many of you ever seen a storefront Jehovah Witness? I'm just, come on, man, don't get mad at me. I'm just preaching the word, seriously. The best, anytime you see a storefront, more likely it could be Baptist with a sprinkle of holiness. Why do holiness have to be broke? <laughs> we love to shout and speak in tongues, but we ain't got nothing. And what we do have, we ain't giving nothing either. Well, y'all getting mad at me. Don't, don't look at me. She get up there and she tell you about what the word says. We, she start talking about tithes. Well, I ain't paying my tithes. I got my car payment. And then when they come get your car, no, I'm being real with you. Then they come get your car. And, and, and then you have an excuse not to, y'all, please, come on. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. See, when you had it, you didn't pay it. I'm, I'm going to show you. So because you had it and didn't pay it, God, take what you had that you didn't pay. I'm going to show you. I'm telling you the truth. See, see, to believe in God is to believe in the unbelievable. So don't, don't get jealous of me when I God bless me because he's sick and insane. He wants, the, he wants you to look good to make him look good. See, see, this particular one, when it fell on Stony, they get excited, they get joy, they get run around, but nothing. Watch what happens to them. He said, yet, notice that, verse 21, yet he has no root in himself. Do, do y'all hear this? He has no root in himself. Folks, I'm going to tell you, please come see me if you don't like what I'm saying, because I'm, I'm, I'm in the word and the anointing is all over me. He said, he has no root in himself. That means you have all the emotions and you're speaking in tongue, but you don't believe in you. Whenever you question you, you're going to question what God tells you to do. Don't you look at me like I'm crazy. God will tell you something, but because you have low self-esteem or low confidence, you're going to be slowful in doing what he told you. See, God thing is timing. If he didn't sell his stock when he did, he could have lost it. I just told you a couple of weeks ago, I lost $30,000. Why? Being slowful. I'm being honest with you. Slowful. When he told me, put it in my calendar, I showed it to everyone out the church. Told me when to call, when to do it, and I got busy Doing counseling, doing something else, and typing up this. Oh, I do it tomorrow. I do it tomorrow. I do it tomorrow. Lost it. You got to move when God moves, just like that. When He tells you to go, you go. You don't question it. You go. It says clearly. Yet, He has no root in Himself. But watch this, right? But endures only for a while. You can tell. Yeah, man, yeah, I'm with the church now. No, it, there's no root. Endures only for a while. Listen, listen. Wait. He said, um, y'all got to work with me with glasses. Only for, wait a minute. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution, let me tell you what tribulation and persecution mean. 
Tribulation is when he go through hard times. Persecution is when somebody's talking about him. <laughs> I ain't going back there. If the word is good, ignore him. Move your seat. Oh, y'all don't get it. Hard times is when all of a sudden, you know, when you been to church, I've been going through some food. That's when you're supposed to come. You don't stay home when you're going through stuff and come to church when things is wonderful. You should be sitting at the door, putting a, a lawn chair right there. What are you doing here at 830? Girl, I'm going through it. I need to get it. When soon as the word open, I need to get it. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Y'all doing things backwards. You come to church when you're doing well, and then you lose what you did well with. That's why you keep coming in, and now I don't see you three weeks, three months, six months. Then you come back and come back. This, this, and this. Huh? And some of you got degrees, and you know that you work hard to get that degree, but it's not fulfilling what the degree promised. It's nothing with a degree. It's you. When you get right, he'll make that degree make it like a Ph.D. But you can get a Ph.D. and get your car evicted. Oh, my God. They don't believe me. He, he's telling you. He said, as you, see, you had no confidence in yourself. As soon as somebody started talking about you, all of a sudden, you pushed the word to the side. As soon as you went through hardship, you did what? Pushed the word to the side. That's what he's saying. You never had root. In you. If you didn't have root in you, how can the word take root in you? You got to know who you are. When you know who you are, then you can unequivocally say with power and arrogance, I can do all things through Christ. Oh, my God. He is so arrogant. Yes, I am because I've been instructed and I know how to be a base and to abound. I know what it's like to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I know what it's like to live in a row house. I know what it's like to have nothing to eat, but I also know what it's like to live in a single family home with a garage. I can do all things through Christ. See, you can say that, man. And people look at you, yeah, he think, you know, don't get envy, get in line. Don't be jealous, get in line. Don't come to church to, well, I can't. It's, what's the whole point? The point is come, listen, and apply it. He said, don't be hearers only of the word, but be doers also. The whole, it, it, it all adds up, folks. Okay, let me stop. Listen, listen, okay, listen. He said, he said and then when tribulation, persecution arises because of the word. You know it's always because of the word. Soon as you start giving your life to God, watch what happens. You come to the altar, your job's gonna start messing with you. Boyfriend gonna act funny, girlfriend gonna act funny. Why? Because you're giving it to the word. I'm telling you. Don't worry, it don't last long. Sometimes God has to purge. You'll see what I mean shortly. Don't, don't worry about it. Friends start acting funny. He's purging. Sometimes he's not even purging. He's just allowing you to go through to see if it's worthy to bless you. Because when God bless you, not even he can take it back. Did, did, did y'all know that? So whenever God bless you, he can't take it back. That's why he's making sure that you're worthy of the blessing. Okay, let's go. Here we go. Let's keep going. I got to move. I got to move. Now he who, man, my glasses. Um, now he who received seed among the thorns. Is he who hears the word, well, we watch this now, and the cares of the word, of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, 
and he becomes unfruitful. Now, I want, I want you to get this one. Now, he who receives seed among thorns is he who hears the word. Now, what, what are, for, for my prophecy class, folks, what, what are thorns? Oh, y'all don't want to say that. Your, your test is next week. So you okay. Thorns are people who look like saints. They act like saints, but they can't live like saints. And, and see, those people, watch this, those kind of people, Satan steal from the saints because the saints are ignorant. It's like the 25 and blackjack. If we, if, if we was playing for money, I'm like, oh, you lose. Listen. And he steals from the saints. That's why the scripture said the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. But who has it? The wicked. Where do they get it from? You. So what happens? Well, God's well, let them keep it. What? Until you get really righteous and smart. Then you get in line and say, can I get my money back? Do, do y'all understand this? So, so watch this. So what happens with this one here is people who look like saints, they try to mimic like they're blessed like saints. And when people look like they're blessed like saints, they ain't living right. He got 99 children from 99 women he's sleeping with in the church and stealing the church's money. But then you want to be a pastor. <laughs> Why? But because I saw the riches in him. You, you, you ain't want to be a pastor because you was called. Because God doesn't give riches right away when you're a pastor. But he gives you wealth. See, wealth and riches is two different things. Woo. See, you you got to be faithful over ten before you can shout with a thousand. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, see he had thorn. Or some of them come to church because they saw how people with a, a high school diploma or no high school diploma seem to be de- doing better than they did with their degree. So they are come to church for the wrong reason. See, listen, y'all just bear with me. Remember the whole multitude was following Jesus? And Jesus came and he said, well, look, look at me. They, they came all the way around. This is after John the Baptist got his, got his head cut off. And they all come around. And Jesus came to him. He said, listen, I know why you come. You ain't come to me for the word. He said, you're coming to me because you want bread. Because, see, I fed y'all before. Now you're just coming because you want to eat again. You don't want to eat the word, you want to eat the bread. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. See, you got to change your mentality. Jesus, did he send them back? No. He fed them anyway. He just wanted them to know you're following this for the wrong reason. <laughs> Some of you is afraid to become a minister because you're worried about what you're going to lose. Some of you is dying to become a minister because you're looking forward to what you think you're going to gain. They're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. You can become a minister, become a pastor, become a bishop, become an apostle, overseer, and all the other titles. And you can be rich, but you won't get happiness. What's the whole point of having Benzes when you want to kill yourself? Y'all looking at me like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I went to plenty of people's homes, and I saw Bentleys parked in there, and the kids a mess. House is manicured. Grass is manicured on the outside. 
I like, man, I'd rather go back to my home in Trenton than to live here with the hell that they're dealing with inside of there. You think I'm lying. I did this. They called me from a row house in Trenton to come all the way to Robbinsville with three-car garage house to counsel a family who got everything that I want except the trouble. And when I left, I had to thank God. God, I take what I got. You keep the trouble in Robbinsville. Y'all think I'm lying. But with God, he'll give you the blessings without the trouble. I'm telling you. He, he'll, he will, if, you, if you have the heart for the people, man, he will give you the desire. He didn't lie. The, the desires of your heart. This particular person, he got it. He received it. But he started dealing with the world. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this and I'm going to get that. No. I won't even renovate in this in my home until I finish renovating in here. Or I might finish a room in here, then I go do a room at my house. God's house, then my house. I'm just telling you, anybody know me? Like some of you may think, he, yeah, whatever. Okay. All right. God's house, then my house. When I bought that van out there, put the van in my name. I was driving a Ford Escort. My wife said, we need another car. This car, we got two kids. This car is too small. I'm like, well, let's get God's van first. We can use that sometime. Then we'll get us another car. You put God first. When you get paid and got your check right off the back before you give it to PSENG, 100 should have went to God. Yeah. <laughs> pastor, yeah. pastor, listen. Listen, it don't work until you do it right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm promising. I'm moving. I know, I know, I know. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We're we, we going to jump down to verse 23. That's what y'all want, right? Here we go. But he who receives seed... On the good ground, hallelujah, somebody shout good ground. He who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word, understands it, oh my God, who indeed bears fruit. Hear this. He indeed bears fruit and do what? And do what? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Some a hundredfold. <laughs> Some 60, some 30. What, what, what does that mean? Folks, it doesn't matter what category you is. If you hear God's word, you receive God's word, because hearing and receiving is two different things. Hearing God's word, receive God's word, do God's word, of course you got to understand it, and then apply God's word, you will produce. But you will only be producing what you're capable of. What do you mean what am I capable of? Capable of your faith. What do you mean? Some of you can't ever be millionaires because you'll never come back to the church. You can't. That's why he said some a hundredfold, because I can't bless you a hundredfold. You can't handle money. I'm not talking about you losing money. I'm talking about what money does to you. You know, anybody can spend money. That's not what that means. I can't handle money. Well, I'm not good at balancing my checkbook. That's not what I'm talking about. If you got hit the lottery for $100 million, hire a, a, an accountant. God doesn't care about that. They can handle your money. This not that. God said, I know what money does to your mind. So I can't give you a hundredfold. I can give you a hundred, but I have to give you 60, and you on, I can only give 30. Because you can handle. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching what I'm saying because God told me what I was supposed to be at, 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 at 40 years old. I, when, I, when I turned 40, I'm like, well, God, where, you know, I, I turned 40 in April, so, you know, like, God, where, 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 where's, where's, my, uh, where's my million? And 
he had to tell me, if I give it to you, you're going to never be able to make produce out of what you produce with the million I gave you. I'm not lying to you. And he's, and he's telling me the why. Because I have an issue, and I'm telling anybody know me for the last 10 years, you have an issue of saying or not saying no. You don't know how to say no. You're going to bless people who are not intended for you to bless. And next thing you know, you're going to be broke and never produce nothing. You got to learn how to say no. Now I'm saying no, they're calling me all kinds of names. But it's okay now. I had to learn how to say no. Listen, 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 look. Okay, watch this, watch this. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word, understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some 100-fold, some 60, some 30. Now, now, I know some of you who bears fruit. What is this talking about? Who hears the word of God and bears fruit. Now, what is this talking about? Are we going back to Genesis and are we talking about having babies? No, folks. God wants you to prosper. That's fruit. He wants you to be wealthy. That's fruit. He wants you to have money. That's fruit. He never wants you to live paycheck to paycheck because that's what he would do to you first. Um, let me speak over here to Gerald. <laughs> He don't want you living paycheck to paycheck because once you give it to God, you're going to live paycheck to paycheck with God first. Why? Because he's training you on to handle his currency. Then he's going to start giving you maybe 30. Folks, listen, I know that you, I know that you heard the parable of the talents. Uh, don't you see how all of us come together? What happened when the man, what, what did he do with the man who, who hid his talent, one, and, 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 and then say, well, here, here's the talent back. Anybody know the story? Okay, let me tell you the story. I'm not going to tell you the story. Let me tell you what happened. What God did, he, he called him wicked. When you don't produce, God sees you as wicked. That, that's, that's incredible. You go to church and you go, nah, I'm just going to put my money in the bank, you know, and do that. He don't want you to do that. He wants you to invest. But invest what I tell you to invest in. Before you give your money to any financier, you should be praying. Before you start a business, you got to count up the cost. Before you buy a house, you count up the cost. He'll give, he'll provide it for you. But watch this. Come on, y'all. Let's tell the truth. What did he do? When he gave it to him, he called him wicked, he called him soulful, he called him good for nothing. And then what did he do? He took the one that he gave him and gave it to the one who had three. What? If you wonder what happened to your money, God took it from you and gave it to somebody who was obedient. You think I'm joking? Okay. Have you ever heard the saying, I want my cake and eat it too? Didn't that bother you a little bit? I mean, I'm a, I'm a word man. I'm all like, well, what's the whole point of having the cake if I can't darn eat it? So I never understood it until I came across my professor in college, philosopher. I'm like, you know, because, you know, he said it was like, you know, he was doing a seminar. And he was like, yeah, it's like having your cake and eat it too. And then I'm like, I hate that thing. So after class, I'm like, yo, um, he thought I had a question about the philosophy class. It's the class of, of knowledge and philosophy. And I'm like, uh, you said have the, you, you, it's like having one of your cake and eat it too. I'm like, 
what does that mean? He started laughing. He said, are you serious? You wait in line because, you know, a couple of students in line, and they was asking about the slides and complimenting him, you know, brown nosing the professor and stuff like that. So anyway, um, when I get to him, I ask him about the saying. He started laughing. He said, that's what you stood in line for? I said, yeah. I said, because I hear it all the time. I want to know. He said, well, what they're saying is that, you know, people are, are, are so slighted. This is what he said. They want their cake and they admire it. They mind you listening. Listen, they want their cake, but it looks so nice. Y'all should have seen the breakfasts that we had this week. Oh my God. They was not just it was delicious, but it was prepared beautifully. That 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 we that you will look at it and you want to eat it, but you want to keep it. I didn't know that. So you, you know, you, you want to eat it, but if you eat it, then you don't have it no more. So he was saying, so the saying is, you know, people who uh, want their cake and eat it too, like, you really want to eat it, but you don't eat it, so you're not getting satisfied with eating it, but you, you, you want to eat it, but you, you want to keep it at the same time. So you, you got to pick one. <laughs> you know. Well, after reading this particular verse, I, I told God, I want my fruit, and I want to eat it too. And God told me, the fruit you produce, you're supposed to eat. But as you eat it, it's the seed within itself. You're the seed. Because you're the producer. I'm divine. I'm, I'm the... Turn, I, I promise you I'm done. Turn to John 15. What? what? <laughs> look, look, look at John 15. Look at John 15. He said, I am the true vine. You see this? He said, I am God. This is Jesus. I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. What is it? He said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit. That means every saint in here, if you are saved and sanctified, but if you ain't got nothing, y'all looking at me. This is what he says. He takes away what you do have. What? If you want to challenge me that fruit is prosperity, what God, what Jesus just said, if you don't have anything, watch this, I'm going to say it again. If you don't have money, that doesn't mean you don't have no money. It means you have little money. And what he's saying is the little money you have, I'm going to take it away from you. I got so many scriptures to back it up. Remember when he said, come into my house in the whole house. Play your brother. This and he said, if you don't, he said, I cut holes in your pocket. He said, even though you work extra work, you work extra jobs and extra hours, and all of a sudden he said, but I will cut holes in your pocket. I will make a cistern. And every time you put the fruit inside of it, he said, it just falls through the inside. Did it say that in the word or am I just making that up? He's telling you that it doesn't matter. If you do it your way, you are always going to be broke. Y'all don't listen. He said, if if you are part, he said, every branch in me, I'm talking about if you are a saint. This is, please hear what I'm saying. This is why some people come to church, they give, and then all of a sudden, they don't see what they thought should have been an immediate increase, so they stop coming or stop giving. Y'all think I'm lying. That's, this is what happens. And he's telling you, if you come to me, okay, if you come to me, I'm going to take it away if you don't have anything. Watch this. Keep going. He said, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. What is pruning? Cutting off. I lost my car. I don't want you to have it. 
I lost my job. That's not the job that trains you for what I want you to do. When you're a child of God, please hear me. I'm coming to my, I'm, I'm at my closing. When you're a child of God, every work you do, every friend you meet, every job you do is training. The, Satan will use you for what he wants. Folks, listen. God wants to use what he produced, what he put inside of you so you can produce. Satan wants to pimp your gift. He don't want to have nothing to do with the producing because producing is God's fruit for you. Gift, he used gifts and he create or produces fruit for him. You make other people rich, but you're not becoming rich. You're not wealthy or you're not prosperous. Hear, hear, hear what he's saying. Just, just look, watch. He said, I'm going to prune that it may bear more fruit. In other words, he'll take certain things away. It can be money. It can be friends. It can be cars. It can be house. When you come to God, don't worry. Now when people give their life to God, this is what I tell them. Don't worry about what you're about to lose. They get scared. Because you are. Don't worry about the hardship you're about to go through. They get scared. See, we told them wrong. As soon as they get, oh, my God, look at so-and-so. She's coming to give her life to God. Everybody get all happy. and you need to, Everybody need to get around and pray for them. Because they're about to go through stuff. Why? Because they have to show that they are worthy. You join the military, you don't get go to you don't go to Hawaii. You go to Idaho. And you wake up four o'clock in the morning in mud. You earn the stripes to get based in Hawaii. It's the same thing here. You come here, you go to Idaho. You come give your life to God, you wake up in mud. And you have to stand strong and earn when he wants to take you to Hawaii. That's what you have to do. He said, I'm going to prune so that you'll be able to produce more. In other words, pruning means I have to cut back to show you how to make what you produce, that produce, make more. That's to multiply. See, here's the thing. When you eat that cake that you said you wanted but you want to keep it, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is speak to your empty hand and another cake appear. So you can eat your cake or eat your fruit and still have it. Y'all think I'm lying. He said, whatever, I got one bottle of flour. I got one oil. He said, okay, go ahead and fix your cake. Bring it to me. And when she went back, he said, now go fix something. Well, I, sir, I, I fixed the oil. I, I used the oil. I used the flour. And that's, he said, go, go ahead and make your son a cake now. Well, I ain't got no more. She went back and she, she found more flour. She found more. She fixed her son a cake. She used all of it. She went back and looked at the empty bottles. It was more flour. He's been telling you every time. He told the other woman. He said, what do you got? He said, what do you got in your house? I got nothing but oil. He said, okay, how many vows you got? One. He said, go borrow as many vows as you can, many vases as you can. She went and bought hundreds, thousands of vases, put them down. He said, now, take the oil and pour it in the bottle. She poured it in the bottle. No more oil. She sit it down. Why did I get all these veils and I only filled up another? She looked back at the other veil that she poured it in. It's full of oil again. So she poured it in there and she sat it down again. She looked at it again. It's full of oil. And she filled all of it. Then he said, now go sell it. Listen. He said, now go sell it. She created a business. Go sell it. Pay your debt and live off the rest. He's telling you, you can have your fruit by multiplying, by producing the produce, speak to it and live off of it.
Listen, listen, listen. He said, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Did you hear me? In other words, if you're not in God, what you spend, you lost. But if you're in God, what you spend, you speak and it comes back. Oh, my God. He said, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, whatever you produce, speak to it. It'll keep multiplying. Oh, my God. It's like the plant. My wife just keeps speaking to it. I talk to my money now. You think I'm, y'all think I'm crazy. Listen, I'm sick enough to believe the word of God. When I open my bank account, I'll say, I'll say God, you know my car payment is due. I said, Lord, uh, I, uh, money, I need you to. You think, and my wife, she's laughing. I'm like, what's the point of preaching it if you don't believe it? I'm not preaching it for your $2. And y'all think y'all impressing me? But I can take your two and make it 100 Oh, my God, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Listen, you, listen, you can't replenish nothing. <laughs> but if you give me one, I make it walk. Oh, my God. I ain't give him nothing but a $2. That's fine. That's 100 you give me 100, then I say, God, give it back to him. 30, 60, or 100 for however. That, that's, that's a bless them back. Because what you just gave me, I'm going to multiply it. You think I'm joking? I speak. We just went on a vacation. Money is tight. Gas is high. We drove. I'm like, car payment is due. I start talking about I say, okay, money. See, I don't love money. Money loves me. Oh, y'all looking at you. I'm, money, it, I'm telling you, it loves me. What do you mean it loves me? Because I'm the ruler of it. It don't rule me. It's, it's like your pet. You can't, you can't train a dog unless you know, tell a dog that I'm your master. <laughs> the plant don't grow unless you let the plant know I'm, I'm your master. You speak to it. You got to see the love of money is the root of all evil because you love it. Instead of making the money, love you. Speak to it. Listen, listen, listen to what he said. I know y'all think I'm lost my mind. <laughs> see, when you broke, sometimes you get desperate. And, and I'm not the one that's going out. I'm, I'm not going to sell weed. I'm not going to go steal. I'm not going to do that. So what am I going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Why not try it? That's desperation. Why not try it? I mean, let's see if it works. What did he say in Malachi? He said, try me and see. That's what he said. Why not try him? He said, and see when I pour you out a blessing. That you, why not try it? So I got sick. So I tried it. Listen. All right. Here we go. Here we go. He said, who cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Here, here it is. Here it is. He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Did you hear that? It bears much fruit because without me, you can do nothing. Folks. That's closing the book. If you abide in me, you will produce much fruit. That's wealth. That's money. If you stay in him, it doesn't matter. Listen, I've known people. I've known a young lady. I'm not sure she's here. Who makes $10 an hour and just bought a house. And I know people, and I'm not lying to you, she just bought a house at $10. I'm like, you make how much? She said, I make $10. $18,000 a year. And she bought a house. 
And I would, if she's willing, I'll have her come give a testimony. And I know people who make 30 and still live in an apartment. Why? Abide in me and I will bear you much fruit. He's telling you, you just got to trust him. You got to trust him with everything. Don't trust your financial management. Don't you trust your pastor. Don't even trust me. I told you to look in here, not in me, and look in you. But here's the thing. You got to trust you if you're going to trust this. You got to trust you that you're going to be able to stick with it. Most of this stuff is habit. It's habit. Pruning is getting rid of some bad habits. That's what he's going to do. He's going to get rid of some bad habits. When I looked at Bank of America, I don't know anybody got and I'm not picture for Bank of America. I know uh, Belinda back then. I'm not, but one thing I do like about Bank of America, it gives me a rundown if you use your debit card of everything. I look at the end of the month what I spent. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know I made that. Then I go back and see, and Bank of America give you I, I tend to, the, look at Bonefish Grill, Outback, Texas Roadhouse, Supermarket. I'm serious. I'm like, 80% of my money goes to food. I tell my you, you, you need to cook. So we got to do, but you, you can see what it is. And, and God will show you the same thing. He will prune something. Listen, cut back on here. Cut back. Folks, y'all made the same amount of money in 2020, but how many of you telling me that you had a good year? Even though it was kind of a, you know, bad thing, but y'all financially did well in 2020. Why? Because stuff that you used to buy was closed. You couldn't spend it. And you were looking at your account like, oh, man, I got more money. Yeah. Learn. God is telling you, if you abide in me, you can have your fruit and eat it too. Meaning you can enjoy the things that you produce. There's no need to buy a house if you work in 12, 13, 15 hours and can't enjoy it. There's no reason to have a wife and you can't be home with her. Come on, man. It's the whole point of life is to enjoy life, but to be, be fruitful, to produce, to multiply. That's the whole point of life. That's real living. Do you understand what I'm saying? Have your fruit. Take your fruit. Produce. Create your produce. Now, I'm not here to tell you what is your produce, but everybody in this room have a gift inside of them. And that gift, don't get me wrong. Now, I'm saying that gift. I'm not talking about your gift. Like these all these men have a gift. They play. The young ladies who dance, beautiful job. That's, that's a gift. That's not the produce. Okay? It's not. Everyone in here is supposed to be able to sustain themselves. Now, I'm quitting. You don't need a job for the rest of your life. You don't. Everyone, just like children, God sends you to a job the same way you send your kids to school, to learn. And if you ask God to guide you on a job, the job would teach you things that you need to sustain your own. I'm telling you. And then you have to have enough confidence. Hear what I'm saying? Remember all the parables that I sent you to. You have to have enough confidence to understand when you start your business, you may take a loss. Most businesses do. I got my taxes. I got my taxes. I ain't getting back yet. I was so concerned because I put so much money out and I made some money. So I got to add that money into it because I got my own business. But then 
when she asked me, what did you make? The 1099, gave her my taxes and all this. And I'm like, boy, so that's our income going to go up. You know what she asked me? She said, what did you lose? I didn't even bring the paper, but I had it on my phone. I'm like, what did I lose? She said, yeah, what did you lose? And what did you spend? I bought a new computer. I bought a website. You know, I did all that stuff, adding all that stuff up. She put it in. It flipped that whole thing around and earned me an extra 3000 I mean, added on to my refund. I'm like, what? I said, my loss help? Y'all, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Don't, 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 don't you worry about what you, trust yourself. That year I learned. Oh, my God. But come on, give God some praise. I, I, I got to stop. Hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve. You serve an awesome God. And every time you come into his house, you should be able to lift your voice and give him a praise like, Somebody should always come in here shouting, Hallelujah. Thank your Father. Man, y'all don't understand. I'm, I'm sitting there, and you know, I, I was so afraid. Oh my God, y'all hear what I'm saying? I was so afraid of starting the business. I was so afraid of writing the book because, you know, I, I, I got this, I got this, I got this, and you know, and the man, I'm going, it's going to hurt me. My son is 19. I can't get that child credit. No, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You got to think about that stuff. I can't get that child credit no more. So, who would have ever thought that what I lost in my business, God is scared. He, I got just as much in state than I did federal because of my loss. <laughs> and watch this. Here, you want to hear the best thing about it before I go to my seat? God said, it won't always be like this. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I trust your word. I trust your word. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm done. You coming up? Amen. Gerald. Hey, come on, come on. One more time. Give me a praise. Come on, give me a praise.